gotta tell them. Promise, Tiger. I promise. I'll tell the exchange. You tell everybody. Listen to me, Hatcher. You gotta tell them. Silent Green is. We gotta stop him somehow. Well, welcome back, everybody, to Take Me to Your Reader, discussing adapted science fiction at its best and worst. I'm Seth. I'm James. And I'm Colin. And this time we are going to be talking about a 2022 relevant movie, uh, because we're looking at Soylent Green, which is from 1973, but set in 2022. Uh, One of the more famous things that I feel like you've already been spoiled on the major (laughs) point. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure there's anybody who who hasn't been. Um, And it is adapted allegedly from allegedly. make room make room inspired yes by <laughs> harry harrison which is from 1966 1966 where it was initially serialized and then they turned around and made it a novel right after that nice not a very right. long novel felt very long <laughs> okay <laughs> i read most of it on the way to iceland so uh it, 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 it was pretty easy reading for me so right i was okay with it uh, i think i read it in like an afternoon uh. <laughs> yeah yeah you you yeah. read it early yeah. He made, so. yeah, he was saying, I made room. Yes. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I made room, made room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any previous history with any of the material, book, movie? No. For me, neither. No. no. Okay. So I'm the only person who had anything with this because I had previously seen the movie. Right. Uh, I think it, I was culturally aware of what Soiling Green yes. is, right? The movie and all that. But it, it's hard to avoid. Yeah. I was um, thinking about it because I thought maybe I'd seen it before, but I don't think I have. And yeah. Watching it again, I'm like, maybe glad I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Elaine and I watched it at some point. Um, like, we, we were going back and watching classic movies, and, and, and we did a, a series of classic science fiction movies. We did 2001. Right. We did Soylent Green. We did ha- not have an amazing hit rate, I have to say. Um, <laughs> because we didn't, you know, I, even though I like 2001 yeah. now, I did not like it the first time I watched it. Um, and this was another one where <laughs> Elaine was cracking up at the <laughs> scoopers. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the scoopers were actually pretty awesome. Yes, favorite yeah. part of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The 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 quote, the the money quote. And if you've not read, make room, make room. That's okay because there's no spoilers <laughs> in the movie for what's in the book. Really, nope. <laughs> um, there are, you know, we are going to go full spoilers for the movie. So if you haven't seen it or if you don't know the quote that is number seventy-seven on the American Film Institute's one hundred years, one hundred movie quotes. Really, um, then. You know, we might mention it. <laughs> wow. Lucky number seven, seven. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that, uh, you know, like, I'll be back from the Terminator is one of those. I, yeah, I haven't looked right. at it, but I just saw that it was, I was looking at the rewards and accolades for this Nebula Award winning dramatic presentation, Soylent Green. And Saturn Award winning what? as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Saturn, really? Saturn Award as well. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Yep. <laughs> 1973. Is this before they had many. standards? <laughs> or setting a baseline? Or it's funny because the nebulas are voted on by science fiction writers. Oh. So gosh. it's not like the Hugos where, where you can end up with Eurovision <laughs> on, on the ballot. <laughs> that was all Sean and McGuire. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Her, her fans nominated that movie. Wow. Because she liked it. Wow. Yeah. But we're not talking about Eurovision. We're no. talking about Soylent Green. <laughs> Darn. Um, because of the 2022 connection. We're like, we've got to do it this year because this is the year where Soylent right. Green flips over into being retro future. This is the year we have 18 million, no, 20 million people in New York, is said. <laughs> I think it's at 40 in the movie. Oh, 40. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but okay. have you, you've seen, I, I know Phil's posted it a couple of times, like on right. the, the science fiction timeline, you're, you are here. Right. <laughs> and it points to Soylent Green right now. Uh, 2021, I think was Blade Runner, right? Or was it 2019? I can't remember now. 2049. Or 2017. No, that was the, oh, the Yeah, sequel. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it was 2019 was the original. Right, right. 
Um, so yeah, we are in the soil and green year. So watch out for yourselves. Don't well, eat those green crackers. Well, though there there are actual <laughs> soil and green crackers now, though. That's right. Yes, right. that are made of soybeans and lentils, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I think on the front on the front of it says uh, "food for people." Yes. Yep. <laughs> By people for people. <laughs> By the people for the people of the people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Government crackers. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we should probably start by talking about the book, I suppose, um, because I hinted right. that, that there are common things from from the book to the movie, but like the major plot point of the movie is not present in the book at all. No. So let's, right. let's talk about the, the commonalities. Yeah. Yep. So written in 1966 by Harry Harrison, mm-hmm. who is mostly, uh, I think, most famously known not only for this, but for the Stainless Steel Rat series of books. Mm. I don't know this. This is pretty close in timeline to the book then. I mean, it's only, what, seven years? After. Oh, there have been much faster turnarounds oh. that we've talked about. Where, yeah. where you Good know, point. something written in 1970 and the movie is 1972. I think, uh, well, no, no, I guess Planet of the Apes was different than that. But. Fair enough. And it's set in the future dystopia. The book is set in 1999. And it postulates there will be um, 35 million people in New York City mm-hmm. with um, seven murders per day. Seven. Seven murders per day. Really? Yes. And uh, I checked out the statistics. Oh, <laughs> this year, there were ni- uh, There are an average of nine murders per year. So off by a couple of orders of magnitude in, in murders. Yep. Yep. In New York City? New York City. Okay. Wow. I guess didn't, I would have thought- Didn't they say in the country there was like 330 million or something though in the book? That sounds right. Yeah. yeah, which I thought was interesting. Like, oh, that's about right for well now, but yeah, yeah, they're only twenty years off. <laughs> yeah, the the very end of the book said there were three hundred thirty four million people right in the United States. They didn't say in the movie in the United States, just New York, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm, you know, there's a. We were talking about it. This, this book is not exactly hope punk, um, no. <laughs> or, or the movie, right? right? Um, there is a lot of dour science fiction, especially from, you know, the 60s and 70s. I mean, you, right. kind of once you're in the Cold War and looking, projecting into the future and going, mm, things are not headed in a good direction. This is kind of an early one for global warming, the movie is. Oh, actually, it's overpopulation. Yeah, overpopulation. But right. the, the movie introduces the global warming part as well. So, because there, yeah. there was there was a theory about global cooling yeah. um, as well. It's got the models backwards. But right. that's one of the reasons people don't... <laughs> Trust climate change science, even though, of course, science is that it, it is self-correcting, right? Uh, anything else in common between you? That's what you were going through. Oh, well, there's there's a policeman who is supposed to find a murder. Yeah, supposed to solve it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he comes across the guy who's murdered his girlfriend and the bodyguard, and they both have significant roles in the movie and in the book. I mean, yeah, the, the his roommate, Saul, his roommate. Is, is, is in the book, slightly different role. Yeah. Um, the bicycle he's was still, there. He's still cycling. He's yeah, the bicycle is there. Yes. <laughs> cycling for power, renewable energy. Yes, solar power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 One solar power. <laughs> yes, it's like a horsepower. But yeah, I mean, overpopulation is the is the the fear in the in the book, right? There, and yeah, there's seem to be like the key thing. The, yeah, overpopulation leading the. Scarcity, lack of resources, all that jazz. Yeah. I did so, like the, the preamble, well, not preamble, whatever. I'm going to say preamble. The, the, the introduction, the pre-introduction or whatever. The preface. That's the word I'm looking for. Mm. Thank you. That the one. preface that the book had. <laughs> I don't think I read it. Oh, really? 
Mm-hmm. It was a bunch of quotes, I think, from like Dwight D. Eisenhower or something like that. About, oh, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Overpopulation itself and mm-hmm. scarcity and, and, all, and all that. Well, so. in, in, the, in the book, toward the end, Saul has kind of a long rant about, about how, you know. Right. Yeah. You, you know, look at France, which evidently France is completely gone by this point. You know, they, they, they right. passed laws outlying, outlawing uh, contraception. And and yeah, and you know yeah. th- th- this was preventable to a certain point, and now we've reached a point where no, it's n- no longer presentable. Of course, right. no one would ever pass laws against contraception or <laughs> birth control. Yeah, right. Family planning of any kind. Abortions. Yes. I I remember when I finally got a finally got, uh, to that point uh, in the book. It seemed like it took forever to get to that point in the book. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back to Colin's point. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're just now saying this after, like, whatever number of pages and hours I spent reading this? (laughs) Right. Well, that's what Colin was saying. Like, what's the point of this book? Yeah. You know, what does it mean? Um, Because on the surface of it, it's a murder mystery. Only it's not even a mystery because you know who committed the murder. Yeah. It's just, it's just you're watching the policeman try and untangle. Was this, was it an underworld connection in here? Was this a hit? Turns out it was just wrong place, wrong time kind of thing. And then you follow multiple characters it doesn't stay on just right. just the main guy andy rush who's the yeah. cop it goes it follows Cheryl a little bit i don't yep. think it ever follows the bodyguard um no no but, but it, it also follows, follows the, the, the yeah, kid follows the, the kid yeah the kid who actually did it and all yeah. that stuff yeah and you know so a consequence of the overpopulation of course is there's like water rationing food rationing mm-hmm. that kind of stuff where at some point billy finds himself like in an old naval shipyard or something in yep. a sharing a boat with some cantankerous guy that's where where the uh i don't know the bilges or whatever are completely full of fresh water like yeah. drinkable water and he's right. like this is a gold mine and they yeah. hold on to it as long as they can which isn't long which enough they do for a while but then not yeah. yeah 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 and uh the guy he finds it the guy who he finds in the ship and then stays with him he's a uh millennial dispensationalist pretty much the right the right <laughs> he's, a, he's a doomsday prophet right yes. yeah he's he's the guy who oh, that's would right yeah yeah carry around the signs <laughs> yeah, you know part. the end is near <laughs> all right Probably bullhorn, um, if he had one, if he could afford yeah, one. Yeah, yes. right. Yeah. And the batteries worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Soylent uh, exists in the books because uh, Billy is Billy Chung, right? Billy Chung. Um, is able to steal some at some point, and then he sells them. He, yeah, he, those he, are the crackers, right? No, no, they're they're the steaks. He oh, the he steaks. gets the Soylent steaks, which evidently you can really, eat raw because right. it's steaks. Yeah. not not flesh. And I mean, not that you can't have carpaccio if you want to. You can pass. You know, go for it. Tartar. Yeah. And then, yeah, he sells some so that he can become like a messenger boy. Right. Um, and there's there's a right. guy who runs the messenger boys and he takes a cut of everything that they do. Right. Which is crooked. Yep. Mm, yeah. And he, yeah, he gets sent up to a gangster's apartment mm-hmm. and he sees the gangster's girlfriend and falls in love with her and says, I want to, I want to go back and see her again. Right. And he leaves the door open, leaves a window open mm-hmm. or no, marks the window with no, a heart. He, yeah. He, yeah. he marks the, he, cause they're all smudged and dirty, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then he marks it. Yeah. So he can come back and see it along the waterfront, I think, or the yeah. front or something yeah. like that. So then he sneaks back in cause he's going to rob the place and he has a crowbar mm-hmm. and it turns out the guy is still there Yep. and he ends up hitting him with a crowbar and killing him. Mm-hmm. Not deliberate, but it's felony murder, you know, yeah, breaking right. and entering. And you, you can't plead self-defense if you broke into somebody's house. Yeah. <laughs> and in this world, because the resources are so scarce, I mean, corruption and graph are just rampant. Yeah. Um, on the order of the local underworld, the police department 
starts looking for the murderer because they suspect it's a rival gang moving in and right. they want right. to find out what's really going the on. Because the heart. Because the heart, yeah. 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 yeah the, the rival from Jersey, I guess, uh, yeah. was whatever Italian for heart is. Yeah. All, all this to say, right, that um, there's the not mystery part of it, but the detective right. part of the story, which is just, it's there. Um, yeah. And... Well, that's what kind of kept me reading it. That's what kept I, me reading I liked as well. The, I, like, I, I liked the detective... To me, it was like a destructive and worse kind of futuristic series thing. Yeah, and, yeah. And I liked his relationship yeah. with with Saul and the and the whole thing about sharing the apartment. Mm-hmm. And then in the book, you know, he meets Cheryl and they and they hit Cheryl? it off. And they, not Cheryl. Cheryl. Not Cheryl. Like Shirley. Cheryl. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think it was Cheryl? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it's it's with an I. Wasn't so. it Cheryl in the movie too? <laughs> no, it was Cheryl. S H I R L. I thought she said Cheryl. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> What's in a name? Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> exactly. Cheryl, <laughs> sure, you can't be serious. Yeah. I, I will say the entire time I was reading it, I was waiting for like, okay, when are we going to get to the Soylent? When are we going to get to this part where we figured out? Well, he had the Soylent stakes, right? Yeah, yeah so. but it was never made of human. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. And so like, uh, I think it was when we were at your house watching the previous movie, last, last month's podcast movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Colin was like looking forward to not reading the book because he thought it was going to be about processing humans for food or something. Yeah. And <laughs> I didn't want to say anything, though. I'm like, oh, but no, that's not in there, though. Because yeah. I'd already read the book at that time. Yeah. And so I'm like, ah, okay, I won't say anything. I'll save it. <laughs> yeah. But I was totally anticipating this. And like, it never gave. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. <laughs> but then, then over, so... Like you, right? That kept me right. reading too. I was, I was like, oh, this yeah. is this is interesting enough. You know, I'm, I'm. Is he going to get away with it? Is Billy going to get away with it? He's eventually going to come back to town, and yeah. and our, you know, Andy Rush is going to find him. And it's, it's kind of a weird, unfortunate circumstance at the end, right? Where he's like, I'm just going to wing him, and then the kid stumbles, right, and, and falls and, into the bullet. Yeah, falls yeah. falls into a kill shot, which sucks. And then, of course, you know, yeah, the totally. the police just totally hang him out to dry on it, um, because because they've decided, oh, the case is an inter- interesting when it's just a just some. Right, some Asian kid, yeah, yep. not not an underworld connection, so we don't care about it. And yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna have your back. Other than that, kind of backfire, right? What's that? Is it then that kind of backfire on them? If I remember right, did yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. There's some some Paul. There was like some big big politician, up and coming politician was Asian, and so he like he used it to. <laughs> yeah, that's why they wanted him to take the fall. Yeah, and he got demoted. All right, and so in the end, he loses. Cheryl, he loses his job. It, yeah, when you look at the themes that come out of the book, right. there's there's the world of overpopulation. Yeah. And there's the way it affects everybody. So, you know, Cheryl sells her body in order to survive. Mm-hmm. And Andy is completely dedicated to his job at the cost of everything. Yeah. His mm-hmm. roommate, his, his you know, Cheryl, even himself at, at, at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and like he doesn't have a whole place to himself, right? He, he shares, he has a common area between like two rooms. Yeah, that's right. right. Where Saul's in one and he's in the other. Well, then Saul ends up dying. And Saul dies and they get that family. <laughs> and and they whatever. yeah, they get that terrible family. Uh, Jeez. <laughs> you know, it's kind of the idiocracy family, yep, right? Totally. Um, that's that's what I was picturing. Um where they're just, you know, rednecks who can't stop breeding and and right. all the kids are constantly crying and stuff and Cheryl's <laughs> going absolutely crazy and then Andy isn't at home ever. And right. and so yeah, eventually she just is like, "Nope, I'm, I'm out." Go up, upstate and live with my mother or whatever she does. No, she oh. goes downtown and yeah. oh, hooks up right. with a new guy and right. becomes right. his... She goes back to her old job, basically. Yeah. 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 Really, I don't think she ever left the job. Well, yeah. yeah. She was looking for someone to take care of her. 
Yeah. And we foolishly thought it was Andy because he's supposed to be the good guy, but he's right. There are no good guys in this story. Right. Mm. So yeah, there, it's uh, it's dour. The end of the book. Mm-hmm. It, it ends with the with the quote new millennium, right? The clock turns over to two thousand. Right. And, and it says end. rapture. Know, Poof. No. Yeah. <laughs> the Y two K bug happens. And yes. It's even worse. <laughs> All the power goes out. Yeah. They talk about the water rationing. And yeah. The, and then the 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 you know the dire prophet. You know, he's disappointed the world didn't end. Right. What? Yep. I don't know what to do now. Well, I, I miscalculated. Hold on. We got a few more years. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let, let, let me look at this source the again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I vividly remember 88 reasons why Jesus will return in 1988. <laughs> it was a book. And then it was rewritten for 1990. Really? So, yep. <laughs> the sequel. Or maybe it was 1989. I can't remember. Do you remember the episode of uh, Parks and Rec? Where the lizard people are coming and yes. Ron goes there and souls the flutes or whatever. Yep. <laughs> That's yep. what this reminds me. What's of. my religion? Oh, I'm a practicing none of your duty business. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the what do you think of the book? You you didn't enjoy reading it. You know, as a as a discussion of what can happen in overpopulation, I think it does a very good job. It's not uplifting. I don't think it's strongly plotted. Um. Because again, I think the whole point of it is to show you this vignette of what the future world will ha- will be like due to overpopulation. Yeah. Um, there's the murder mystery. You you know does should Billy should Billy get away? Do I want him to get away? Right. Do I want Andy and Cheryl to stay together or not? Yeah. 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 What about you, James? Well, I mean, yeah, like I said, the detective part kept me going. Uh, yeah. And now that you mentioned it being serialized, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> Because there, there's parts of it where it's definitely like broken up into what I could see being serialized, like episode mm-hmm. by episode, and just like little bits to keep you going, to keep reading yeah. it, and then yeah, yeah. I think it was three chunks. Oh, okay, so not not like highly serialized, like some Got of the other it. things we okay. read. Right. Yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed the book quite a lot, actually. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, overall, I did I, I did like it. Yeah, I, I just like I said, I was in eager anticipation for the the swan and green part that never. Right. Came. Right. <laughs> it's like oh. <laughs> That's not uh, what this book's about. <laughs> I mean, part, part of it for me was like, you know, reading on an airplane, captive audience. Right? I mean, I could have watched a movie or something, but yeah. I, I, I didn't, didn't consider it. I read about 80% of it on the plane and then, then finished it couple days into the trip but uh yeah basic i mean it's not very long that's that's the nice thing i mean you, right. you said it it felt longer than <laughs> it felt said. longer than it uh yeah okay i'm not even gonna finish that we, we, we got one from emily <laughs> sitting right next to james hi emily hi. <laughs> don't, don't be afraid to throw an elbow if he gets out of control okay <laughs> just just give him a there you go uh move on to the movie yeah seven years later they made a movie Starring Charlton Heston and uh, Edward G. Robinson. 50 years later. Did you say se- seven years later? I thought you said 70, and I'm like, well, that's your way off. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Seven seven years after the book was published, they they made the movie. Yep. 1973, a very good year. Yes. Brought, brought both you and me uh, future spouses. Yes. So One of the odd differences, because most of the characters have the same names. Like Cheryl is the same. Saul is the same. Right. Uh, bodyguard. Tab. 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 Yeah. yeah. But then Andy Rush turns into Detective Thorne. He doesn't even have a first name. No. Oh, yeah, it's just Thorne the whole time. It's Thorne. His, whole his first name is Detective. Duh. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> his first name is Agent. Um, yeah. It, I wonder if, like, then they tried to clear the name and couldn't somehow. Andy Rush. I That'd don't be know. weird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean usually you can just put up boilerplate, you know. Yeah. These names don't refer to actual people. Yeah, it's not that uncommon of a name either. No, Andy something, you know, but maybe there's somebody involved. <laughs> it's somebody like, hey, hey, my, my name is Andy. Yeah. 
there are significant differences though, because because of course there's right. there is the overpopulation. There's the global warming. Um, you know, Charlton Heston always looks like he smells terrible. <laughs> um, he always has like the wet bandana around his neck. Um, so well, he looks like hot. a flight attendant. Yeah. <laughs> They got that part right, though. There was a heat wave going on in the book. Yeah, Same yeah, time. yeah. And there's the water rationing and right. the food rationing as well. You know, oh, they, they didn't have the storm, though, the monsoon. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. And the super crowding. I mean, yeah. when he was climbing up the stairs, yeah. every inch of stair was covered by body. So he was stepping like one spot on a stair right. and then using the banister and climbing. Yeah, I, I do remember way. them. I do remember the author mentioning that in the book, but I did not picture it as overpopulated as they did in the yeah. movie. So I thought the movie actually did that part better to make it more seem more dramatic uh, for yeah. the overpopulation yeah 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 it's almost uh, dante's inferno-esque levels of, of overpopulation yeah mm-hmm. it's funny because the, the one of the scenes where he's going back down and the guy's like watch where you're stepping they're like come on <laughs> you can't yell at me for stepping on you when you're squatting on the stairway to begin with <laughs> well, maybe they pay rent for that step oh maybe yeah <laughs> what, do, what do you think is the highest rent the top step or the bottom step it's got to be the top step right oh yeah yeah because you know what they say. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The the weirdest change, I mean, other than, of course, invite, it, it, involving the cannibalism thing. Sorry, spoilers right. <laughs> for a movie that came out 50 years ago, right. 49 years ago, is the stuff with Cheryl. Because early on when she's referred to, she's, well, okay, two things. I'll, I'll talk about Cheryl in a minute. You mean okay. the furniture thing? The, 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 the murder, um, yeah, the furniture oh, okay. thing. But the murder is actually a hit in the movie. Right. So yes. it's, it's it's different than in the book. It's not just a coincidence, wrong right. place, wrong it's time kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Unlike yeah. the book, this movie has a plot. It does. And, yeah. And that's where it it, it <laughs> veers very far away from the book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, and the guy goes down like a lamb led to slaughter. Right. He's just like, no, yeah. I'm yeah, I'm good with it. It's it's what has to happen um, because of the stuff that he knows, and that that's our detective right. gradually comes to know what it is. The other thing is Saul's role is beefed up a little bit. He's not just a roommate. He's actually like a police archivist or something. Um, he's oh, right. at yeah, least yeah, adjunct yeah. You yeah. Know, detective or something where he's, he's searching through records. They like lay hands on books and then no knowledge. Yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> um, and he's the one who gives this, the secret away to Thorne. Right. Thorne, right? Thorne doesn't even find it himself. Although it seems like when you learn the truth of it, it is so horrifying. You, you want to die. Mm, right? Interesting. And so that's what happens to Simonson. He learns this, and Cheryl says, he didn't touch me for, for months. Yeah. And then when they when mm-hmm. they show up to kill him because he's gone to confessional, yeah. he just sits there. Mm-hmm. And when Saul learns it, he goes to the euthanasia clinic right. to get his free orange and um, Beethoven music <laughs> yes. outro. Death by Omnimax. Yeah. <laughs> Here, drink the sludge. Yeah. The sad part about that is Edward G. Robinson, who played him, passed away right after the movie came out was it yeah he had terminal bladder cancer mm. and so he was you know terminally ill while he was filming all this although he never missed a day of filming wow. he worked all the way through it um you could make inappropriate jokes to say you know maybe the movie killed him <laughs> but it was a he was it was his 101st movie wow wow yeah Dang. he was in a lot of a lot of stuff yeah but yeah, so so definitely some differences in there but one one of the main ones is early on when they're talking about Cheryl the uh, the police captain who who played Ben Sisko's father in Deep Space Nine and Admiral Cartwright in the TOS films. Right. <laughs> asks about her and says, and what about the furniture? And and I thought, well, that's that's a really insulting <laughs> yeah. way to refer to somebody. But it, you, you come to find out in the movie that this is, she's basically a concubine who comes with the apartment. Yeah. She's uh, a feature. 
Yeah. Right. Um, where it's not guaranteed employment for her. When the new tenant comes in, if they don't like her, then, you know, she's out. It's kind of like, a, I want a new chair. I don't like this one. Yeah. It's not plushy enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's a, the book has uh, rich versus poor, right? Um, the haves and the have-nots kind of thing. Right. We're Definitely. dwelling mostly with the have-nots, and but the murder takes place in the more of the haves. Um, and so it's it's an interesting idea that, that that kind of thing would happen. It's not exactly a, a feminist idea like we were talking about. And the way Thorne treats her is way creepier than in the book. Like in, in the book, I feel like, okay, I can yeah. believe that they got together somehow. Right. I'm not sure that with police ethics that makes any sense whatsoever to to be shacking up yeah, with there wasn't a material whole witness. Lot of police ethics though in the book either. Yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah, and in the movie, right, where the, the police captain is like, what'd you take? Mm-hmm. Everything I could get my hands on, which... And he's like, good job. <laughs> yeah, and, and then when he goes back to the apartment, you yeah. know, he's, he's just basically like, all right, on the bed. Like, what is going on like, here? Where'd, this, where'd yeah. this come from? I feel yeah. like that was like just out of the blue. Yeah. I'm like, what the? What's going on here? Yeah, that's... That, yeah. that's you know, I, I feel like there there was a way to treat that more respectively and, and to yeah. have him watch out for her. You know, I'm not going to exploit you. Mm-hmm. But he didn't do that. No, but to stay true to the book, I mean, he was just part of the system. Yeah, I mean, you could you could have made it a different way, where she invites him in instead of him her just basically ordering him ordering her onto the bed. She did kind of proposition him earlier, and so did, did the lady in Tab's yeah, the lady Tab's in Tab's apartment. Did yeah, yeah. I, I, that's that's just the way people talk to each other these days. Yeah, I suppose I so. it's just you, you can't <laughs> say hello without someone propositioning you. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Hello so, is the proposition. So, yeah, the euthanasia stuff, and then, of course, the, the in- investigation of the Soylent Green, which just looks like little green crackers. And yeah. also, there's this weird green filter over New York City, any of the external shots. Like, the top two-thirds of the shot are green, oh, yeah. and then the bottom two-thirds are just normal <laughs> color. <laughs> not exactly, not super high production values. No, right. I don't know what kind of performance the movie had. Um, I'd looked it up at some point, but I didn't finish looking at it. It's 69% fresh at Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like okay. seven out of ten on IMDb. Yeah, you know, it's not a it's not a horrible movie. It's just you know the subject matter is really unpalatable. There's not really a hero because you know he's right. forcing her to shack up with they, him. They all and, kind of suck. Yeah. Um, although in the end, where he learns what's going on, he want and he knows he's gonna he's probably gonna die or be chased down. He tells Cheryl, "Go with him, stay with him. That's what I want for you." you right. Know, yeah. If he had feelings for her, I think that was the more pure expression of what they might have had. Yeah, that's the one time he does right by her. Yeah, to, you right, know, right. What, the way the way we're looking at it from a modern lens. I I don't know what people were thinking in 1973, but I can't imagine they were like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. A woman comes <laughs> with the apartment, <laughs> it just contributes to the overpopulation. Well, no, I mean, of course, the women are responsible for the contraception. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like in Brave New World, right? Naturally, <laughs> yeah. You got you got to set the dial correctly. <laughs> yeah. Where's the Malthusian belts? Malthusian belt. That's right. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. No, we talked about that on the Brave New World one. Like, why do the women have to be solely responsible for right. that? Because the men are irresponsible. Well, there is that. And that's, you know, they're not wrong. Yeah. There's a lot of parts in the movie that don't have much score to them at all. There's the weird kind of introduction with the pictures right. of that are supposed to show overpopulation mm-hmm. and the kind of quirky music going on there. Yeah. which I wasn't sure, like, is this the movie? Is this... Is this the right thing? Are we watching the right yeah. thing? <laughs> well, part of it was because we accidentally watched there. the commentary track first, well, yeah. <laughs> or, or started it with the commentary track on. But it's just weird that there was no like music, no over uh, overture or anything. Yeah, yeah overture. What am it's I supposed to be no, like, dialogue or anything. And... The, the, the stuff that you hate. 
<laughs> oh, oh, yeah, narration or text narration. scroll? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it I is twenty twenty two, and the world is overpopulated. I did appreciate that it didn't do that because it 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 definitely shows you that. Yeah, it shows the overpopulation just showing him walking to his apartment. Right. Um, and I will say that the, the poster for this movie is absolutely fantastic. It shows it shows the scoops. It's yeah. so it's oh, so yeah. great. Um, yeah, they don't make posters like they used to. And you figure those scoops, they're going right to the processing. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We had yeah. I I feel like I could have gotten out of that scoop. <laughs> those people were not making a lot of right. effort. They're like, oh well, I guess this is this is pretty comfortable. It's not too crowded. There's only five other people in here with me. Weak from hunger. Yeah, can't get out. I, I do kind of wonder if you're getting scooped in there. Like when you fall, do you do you break something? And then the the people on top of you when they fall on you, do they break something? And do they break something on you? You're like, ow, ow, ow. Well, then the compactor comes in, you know, oh, yeah. just extrudes and sludge, and then turn it into chicken McNuggets. Pudding. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not sure oh, what, what else to say about the movie. Um, I mean, I, I kind of like the movie, actually. I, I, I mean, we talked over most of it, so right. I've seen it before, and, and I remember seeing it and going, mm, I'm not sure how effective that was. But I've, you know, if I could do an obliviate and, and take out the, mem- the knowledge, the cultural knowledge of Soylent Green... I'd be curious if I watched it and if I would be blown away by it because it doesn't, it sort of hints at it. And, you know, there's a little artistic stuff going on when Saul is trying to communicate it to him, but then the mm-hmm. radio goes out. So he has to put yeah. the headphones on. So it keeps the suspense up. Right. And now you can just go and you can watch it and go, okay, well, here's how they did it. But you don't get that effect. Yeah. So yeah. I did wonder about the ending of the movie. They, uh, you know, Thorne has been shot and they're, they're carting him off. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering, where are they carting him off right. to? Yep. <laughs> yep. Is he going to the hospital or is he going back to the plant? Yeah. I mean, if you get cremated and, you know, scattered over water, somebody's eating you at some point. So a little bit fish, fish first. But yeah. <laughs> okay. So as if there weren't enough negative things about the movie, one other negative thing was it was completely whitewashed. Almost completely whitewashed. I, d- yeah. I don't think we ever learned the race of the police captain in the book. Hatcher. Hatcher, yeah, uh, he's played by Brock Peters, so you know that's their that's their one right. token minority hire, I guess. Um, not impugning their their motives or anything. This was pretty common practice in in Hollywood. But like Billy Chung is not Billy Chung anymore. I'm not even sure he has a name, but right. he's he's white dude. Doesn't have a name. No. Yeah, uh, Tab Fielding, who was definitely in the book a black dude, is, right. is played by the Rifleman Chuck Connors. Yep. Yeah. Um, Although his his concubine, his furniture girl, she was black. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, which I thought that was weird, actually. <laughs> like, why would you whitewash one one role and then not the other? And I don't know. Yeah, I mean, at Just least they didn't name. Choices. Yeah, at least they didn't name <laughs> the Billy Chung character Billy Chung and cast a white dude. <laughs> if you're if you're gonna whitewash it, make it. A I was character. waiting to see if that was gonna yeah. happen actually, <laughs> yeah. because that would have been terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, anyway. So one thing that we often talk about is could it have been at what? I guess we should rank them and then maybe talk about could we could it have been done better or how's what's a better way to do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you could remake the movie, but but yeah. I feel like it's one of those things that it's petered out, you know, <laughs> pretty badly through cultural osmosis. So you, yeah, you, you have a hard time. Doing I don't. It. I don't know if you could remake this movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I feel like a remake would might want to go closer to the source material and cut out the. It's so much part. different than the what people know it is now. Yeah, so I feel like that would kind of. Just ruin anything yeah I, I wonder do with it. if somebody did remake it and still titled it Soylent Green <laughs> um, and then didn't have the same twist that would be that would be kind of interesting it'd be, right. it'd be like untwist yeah it's an, it's an untwist <laughs> I'm sure people would be very disappointed but oh yeah, yeah. probably yeah <laughs> yes yeah we could we could rank them 
Although I, I, I will say we'll we'll get there eventually. <laughs> there are plenty of other movies that have like shocking what is the food kind of things in them, um, like the Snowpiercer had one of, had one of those things in it. Did you ever see that movie? Yeah, I'm not remembering that part though. Where, where they find out where the where the black Jello cakes come from? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. it's roaches. Yep. Right. Right. And then, of course, you know, Chris Evans has his, his famous monologue that I won't give away here. But right. It he was close to the movie. Yeah, scarcity, and the famous scene between George and Jerry, where <laughs> and George is like, you know, if if Kramer and I both died and you had to eat one of us, who would you eat? I'm like, well, I mean, I think I'd eat Kramer. I feel like you'd be a little greasy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, I would have said George. He sounds like he might be tasty. Yeah, he'd be juicier. Nice, nice some marble. Render all yeah, that flat yeah. out. <laughs> Nicely marbled. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. How about how about we rank them? Okay. Um, all right. Uh, Colin, I'm gonna go movie book movie because it had a plot. Okay. Huh. It went for something. Yeah. Right. It had, it's it become- had a plot. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's culture. I mean, like we were talking about, it is so culturally relevant. You cannot be surprised by the movie anymore. Yeah, right. It, yeah, it, it's true. iconic. Go ahead, James. I'm gonna go with book movie because okay. I enjoyed the book. Did not enjoy the movie. I like both, but I, I think I did like the book more. So this yeah. is this is one of those weird inversions that we get sometimes where Colin likes the movie more. Of course, lots of times that's it's like, well, the movie was shorter. <laughs> there is that going for it too. Uh, yeah, so I'll I'll go book movie as well. But I I did like both, and yeah, iconic. And this is one of the ones when when we were first talking about doing the podcast, I was like, we should do like super cheesy seventies movies. I'm right. thinking Charlton Heston, Omega Man, Soylent Green, Planet of the Apes. I am kind um, of surprised it took us this long to do. Yeah, this. yeah. I bought the book ages ago, and I've got the paperback someplace in in a box somewhere. Right. Um, or maybe it's on your shelf. I don't know. I don't think so. So now we have done that. We've done our 2022 yeah. duty. Oh, there's one quick thing that I just thought of actually for the movie. What did you think of the production quality? It didn't look like money. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's really no special effects to speak of other than that green filter. Right. Okay. I was, I was thinking it was just really dark. I'm like, this is kind of hard to watch because it's really dark and it just put me to sleep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that, but, that puts you in the, in the place they are, especially in their apartment. Yeah. Right? But that, exactly. I was thinking maybe they did it on purpose because of the lack of electricity and the power yeah. and, you know, well, and to yeah, set sure. up, to set up the contrast between that and the way Saul goes out. Right. In right. The, but I want to call like, it Solace, what's his but, name's uh, place was uh, really dark. The rich dude, Simon. Yeah, that's yeah, true. It wasn't Simon exactly Simon. bright. Which I mean, still electricity, electric, scarce electricity is scarce electricity. But well, I feel it like his place it, would have been brighter. It, but. it did draw, you know, very big attention to the things that were not scarce for the rich people. Right? Yeah, the, that's the, true. the right. tap water. Yeah. You know, they didn't have to go out and get buckets of water, beef, right. yeah. booze, yep. soap. <laughs> yep. You yeah. see a big soap this big? Yeah. <laughs> wow. And uh, Thorne was hitting that liquor pretty hard <laughs> on duty. <laughs> so. Yeah. I'm going to drink your drink. I'm going to smoke your cigarettes. I'm going yep. to. Yep. Mm, yeah. I could smoke three of these a day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, like damn, wow. people smoke three packs of those a day. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. That's not a good idea. Yeah. Our podcast is anti-smoking. Yes. Yes. You may smoke meats, not plants. There we go. Yeah, we are not. We are not vegetarians. You're 
you're not vegetarians? Does that mean you're cannibals? Oh. Oh. It's fable. <laughs> we have we have totally neglected a feature that we should take advantage of. We have not had an M rating on a movie, an in-person M rating on a movie for so long. Yeah. And I, I told her she could go negative if she wanted because that poor woman was barely able to sit still with all of the misogyny and exploitation. You definitely good, gave good reaction face during, during the movie. Yeah. yeah. Podcast can't capture all the awkward, yes. all the cringe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, there was a lot of them. Yeah, that, that was pretty bad. I've never seen it, so uh, yeah, it, I, did, I did not like that. Negative F. <laughs> Seth did offer to pick James up so that you did not have to see this. <laughs> I did. Yeah, <laughs> we try to be sensitive to, to our wives that sometimes watch Okay. Uh, what are we doing next? Well, we we may have something for next month, and I don't want to spoil it. Ooh. Okay. So, yeah. Assuming that we we do the thing that we've we've t- been talking about. We've talked about so many things. I don't have. We to have talked about right. a lot of things. We've, you'll we, you'll straighten me out. Yes. Okay. Well, we we had you know Michael flashed up on Facebook the uh, Blu-ray of on the beach on the beach. So at some point right. we should do that cheery piece of another uplifting <laughs> movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. It's only a blessing. <laughs> yes. I, I, okay. I think we're out of here. So, yeah. uh, thank you so much for listening. And I mean, you, we we never got your opinion on could you fix the movie? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> sounds about right. I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I think James is right that you can't really do a remake of this one because the twist yeah. is so iconic. It, it's it's it'd be like doing the Total Recall remake, where the biggest mistake that they made, and there were a lot of them, the biggest mistake they made was using the same twist that Hauser was. An embed, yeah. you know, an embedded bad guy. Wait a minute. There is a way to make the movie better. Okay. You, it's a blend of the book and the movie. Cheryl rats out Simon Simonson to the Soylent Green people and entices Billy to come in and kill him in order to cover it up. And then she tries to take advantage of Thorne coming in to move to be up, upwardly mobile. Uh-huh. But then he won't give up the investigation. So she betrays him too. Ah, and then at the end he shoots her because that's the way these things always end. No, at the end she pushes him down into a vat of soiling green. Ooh, downer ending. I like it. Yeah. You got to stay true, right? I mean, yeah. this is not uplifting, and there are no there are no heroes still. All right. And then women take over. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Dinosaur eats man. Woman takes over the man. Men eat men, and yes. then yes. <laughs> <laughs> women in here too. Yes. <laughs> Uh, what what was the thing you said? D's strawberries? Because <laughs> it's it's true to the book actually that, that they the they refer to dollars as D's. Right. So yeah, they were even selling soylent crumbs mm. for two dollars yeah. a pound. That's these right. berries. Yes. Yep. Bless us. We're rambling. All right. Early. All right. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. Let us know. Have you seen this iconic movie? Do you like it? Do you like the book? Have you read it? I, I think Phil has because he he mentioned on one of our podcasts that it's not very close. Yeah. Um, right. I remember him saying something about it. I think it was on our podcast. Maybe it was on yours. Uh, By the way, if you don't listen to Science Fiction 101, you should definitely do that. Check out Colin and Phil. So until next time, may the road rise up to meet you, and may the book always fall open to where you left off. All right, bye, everybody.